All right, ladies and gents, it is 40 degrees outside, but it's not as 40 over where we're going to talk about today. It's time to get Sully on the pod and talk NFL as the playoffs start tomorrow. Welcome, Sully. G'day. And we've got our, our patron saint of uh, punting and fantasy sports, Barrel, in the corner here to chirp in when necessary. Yeah, I'll be chirping in. How about Tampa Bay? How about you, you see? Oh, it was awesome. Last if, play. If everyone Thanks goes, to New Orleans for calling the timeout. And, you know, so thanks. let's let's break that down. Why did New Orleans call a timeout? There? I don't know, but I loved it. They, they made it, time is expiring. You <laughs> don't have the ball. You you're winning. Want the team to? Yeah, you're winning, and it's like no, no. Let's make it interesting. Here's a timeout. Here's a play. Oh, filthy, filthy, filthy madness. But, Just uh, so Tampa can feel good about themselves. So yeah, good on them. Yeah. Well, who would have thought that? Very English. Forty Niners <laughs> would have won more games than Tampa Bay at the start of the year. Yeah. Well, they get the ball <laughs> rolling there. That's how it's going to be. Uh, the segment, as always, is called "Better Ask Saul." And our first question for you is: Are the Forty Niners playing in the playoffs next year? Playoffs? Yeah. Super Bowl. (laughs) (laughs) NFC West, two years in a row. Yeah. That's the early call. There we go. Have you signed Jimmy G yet? No, haven't signed him yet, but whether we we put the franchise tag on him or sign him long term, he'll be there next year. It's amazing that game, what happens with one player. It's just been the most fun season. You know, we spent the first half of the year, I was whinging last time on about losing five games in a row by. I think the quote was, it was the worst, most, no, the worst, worst run franchise in sports history, which is complete fallacy because that's the Browns. Um, <laughs> True. But you obviously had, you know, the red and black uh, sunglasses on there. And now it's what? You can get the greatest town of all time? <laughs> just just one bit of luck though. The way we got Jimmy G's, Garoppolo actually, us, with um, Bilicek handed him to us. He actually said, Jimmy G was out of contract at the end of the year, mm-hmm. pretty much said, I'm not staying, I need to start somewhere. And Bill Belichick rates Kyle Shanahan and said, I think the 49ers are a good organisation for you to go to. He made the call to us to say, do you want Jimmy G? It is, it is also the one of the few franchises you only play once every couple of years. Absolutely. And it, that one, it, went, it went as far away from the Patriots as possible. Yeah, so. yeah, makes, makes perfect sense. It's a classic Belichick move. <laughs> now, now I just hope you can't sign him. Why can't we sign him? We're loaded with cash. Why wouldn't he sign? Yeah. I don't know. Just for the sake He's undefeated in the 49ers <laughs> uniform. What, like Tampa? Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's, that's the reality. Exactly. Yeah. We went into this year hopeful for Tampa, and, uh, and unfortunately it's all it's all falling apart yet again. But Dick Cotter's staying on, so you'll be crap again next year. Yeah. The only thing is Winston is improving. There's, there's, I was reading a couple of things about Winston, and that you know, statistically he's on a great plane, so that's the one thing. You've got game for Hopefully, you've got the quarterback. That's right. In a roster of 70, you got one good thing. Because yeah, we're talking yeah, about good. playoffs, we should very soon stop talking about Correct. Tampa Bay. Yeah. Teams time. that no one cares about anymore. Exclusive. All I care about is I've got five to ten minutes worth of Tampa Bay on this pod. So <laughs> <laughs> I probably won't talk again. Okay? <laughs> well, All right. So the first of our playoff questions is for the Chiefs, who start the playoff series off. Can Kareem Hunt find, find his fire again to send KC deep into the playoffs? Yes. And is, is, that's pretty much how it's going to have to be done for the Chiefs, really. Oh, yes, Alex Smith, ironically, has the best play, uh, passer rating yeah. of all the QBs in this, yeah. which doesn't so mean much. He's chronically underrated this yeah. season. Yeah. He had a dip in the middle, but he's chronically underrated at the moment. Everyone wants Smith to fail, so they think he is failing, but he's not. He's actually doing a good job. And they've actually bounced back pretty well because they fell in a massive hole after the flying start. And they're now playing some pretty good football again. And they're probably the, the third strongest team on, on that side. So I think, yeah, they, they win this one comfortably. And, and especially without DeMarco Murray. And uh, is that and is that be, because or in duress of Andy Reid? No, nah, Andy Reid's great. Yeah, just don't call the shots. 
Yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> under pressure, there's too many teams on the AFC that make mistakes when the Patriots get it right. And you know, obviously, you know, Reed's Reed's one of the the two head coaches who are going to be under the most pressure to get it right. You know, when, when, it's, when the when it's cracking yeah. now, and I don't know. I love Andy Reid, so I find it hard to. It is interesting because he went through a massive Andy Reid bashing section, obviously in that slump, and people just say it's it's, it is now essentially a a head coach and quarterback league. So when things go wrong, that's where the fingers get pointed. But now everyone's come out and said there was a uh, piece on the Ringer today saying that uh, Andy Reid didn't leave college, and that's a good thing. He's essentially revolutionised the game to an extent, bringing that kind of free flowing college football back into a very regimented NFL environment. So it's amazing, you know, you win and everyone thinks you're amazing and you're you're losing and everyone thinks you're shit. So it's obviously just how the media works. I think, yeah, Reed's Reed's better for Casey, would be a lot worse without Reed. I think Mm -hmm. everyone knows that. And it's just, it's just, does that style work under pressure? And, you know, you look at Chip, we had Chip at 49ers, we had Chip Kelly, who's another college coach and, you know, a college coach, and he's terrible. So, you know, you've still got got to be really good at what you do to be successful in the league and he's been successful for a long time and you know it's not a successful franchise either so he's doing a good job there and they, they should be able to go a fair way because you know there's more talent there and it's just such a weak playoff field on the AC side you know Buffalo you know, Tennessee and Jacksonville are the number three seed so you know it's it's, it's, it's wide open yeah, yeah. to get a, a but, fairly deep road in yeah Definitely, I win the first. And one. on the other side yeah on the other side of that coin in the uh, wild card round is the Titans is Marcus Mariota the worst quarterback in these playoffs? Well, it should be Case Keenum, but he's definitely not. So, <laughs> yeah, I suppose he is. <laughs> and on the back of that, do, do the Titans have any chance in week one? No, not without DeMarco Murray. No, no. I, yeah, I, I think this one goes to script. It, you know, hopefully it doesn't. It's a great game. But I think KC do enough right in this game to win it pretty comfortably. And, and Mariota is so erratic with his throws. He keeps turning the ball over and... You know, it's on the ground that they're at their safest and they're going to struggle on the ground in this game, especially against KC, who, you know, is getting better and better against the run. They've been bad early in the year, but they're getting better against it. So I think they close this one down pretty early. It won't be a pretty game, though. I don't no. Know. And to put things into perspective, uh, yeah, Mariota has a worse passer rating and more intercepts than everyone's favourite hating boy, Blake Bortles. So <laughs> that really puts things in perspective for the Titans. And I think for the Bucks, going back to the Bucks, I don't know why I'm doing that, but, <laughs> but the Winston Mariota competition is is like that one's starting to spread at the moment. Winston's much better than Mariota right now, but Mariota's in the playoffs, so it just shows. Well, a bit does of luck. Can- the Kansas cover the eight and a half line? I reckon so. I reckon I, if, if it goes to script, and really, like as much as playoff games are meant to be close, you could read these as regular regular season games. Like this is this is a light round for the playoffs. Most of these games don't really have much going for them and set for the next game we'll talk about. And total match points, 44 and a half? That one's too hard in the playoffs, I reckon, because it still, it still is a, 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 you know, a win or go game. So most of, them are, most of them are low scoring, but you could probably cover. I don't, I don't see the Titans really making a punch. I'll, I'll, my play was under 44 and a half yeah. and take City, uh, Kansas City Chiefs at the, at the yeah, line and a half. Probably a good play, yeah. They've set it low at 44, but still, I think, yeah, I think under in KC. Yeah, you said it would be an ugly game. Won't be much scoring, hopefully, yeah. so... Cancel the way. Yeah, a, lot right. <laughs> a lot of ads. A lot of ads. Yeah. Luckily, so we like our NFL. <laughs> Luckily, we'll be playing cricket. That's correct. I'm pretty sure that game's on the Sunday, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we'll, fine, be, yeah. we'll be playing cricket. So we'll get to watch half of it. Yeah. <laughs> very true. On um, to the second game of that day. The Rams is Sean McVay Coach of the Year for you. Absolutely. Oh, this one's not even close. It's it's an amazing performance. Especially we see a lot of the Rams, and my goal at the start of the year was to go past the Rams. And if the 49ers have done that, how good would they be? Because yeah, this has just been an absolute shock and. You know, bringing Gurley back, getting him right back past really his rookie year, and and 
Jared Goff looked like an absolute bust last year. And, you know, mm. He's just been so strong all year. and Yeah, it's been great. Uh, Donald on, on defense. It, they're a really good side to watch. That It's scary playing against him. We play against him twice a year, so it's scary playing against him. But he's got to be the coach of the year. 31 years old. It's incredible. He's, he's younger than, I think, seven players on his roster, which is just a crazy dynamic for him to work through. So you say they're a good team to watch, but are they a good team? Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, the record says that. They're, I think of the teams that have come through, you know, them, Philly, Minnesota, they're the strongest of the, of the teams. Uh, you know, they played interesting games early in the year where they played a few high-scoring ones and a few low-scoring ones, but as the year's flattened out, Goff's scoring potential hasn't stopped and the defense has got stronger and stronger and stronger. And so if you look at the scores, they've blown some games wide open. They're, they're a high-scoring team who shut teams down as well. But, yeah, I think, I think everything going for them and... and Starting with Atlanta, it's a big challenge. Like they could easily go straight out. And you, you know. I was about to say, yeah. So Falcons, I think they've had a, an average te- an average season for a team of their standard, but they're a big win team. And so, uh, can a big win team like the Falcons go deep just based on that experience? They've been here before. That this 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 part of the playoffs should be no concern for the players that have been there before. Are they good enough to to take on the Rams and? And progress. Yeah, I think it's the last bit. I think all the first parts. Yeah, I think yeah, you can. Yeah, you, you mature. You got experience. Blah blah blah. All the cliches. But at the end of the day, up. are their no. players better than the Rams players? No. no. And and I don't think they're as good as last year. And there's probably a bias again, a 49ers bias that Shanahan is a really really good head coach. Who who watching our offense, especially when he's had Jimmy G, you can see why Atlanta was so good when he's got a weapon like like Ryan and then two great running backs. What he was able to do last year. And, and while Steve Saskin or whatever his name is. You know, he just hasn't. He's had the same playbook. It's not the same, and and you see with Ryan, he's not able to find Jones as easily as he has been able to, especially last year. So, I think they're a little bit less than what they were, and all the momentum goes with with the Rams. On that though, they had two again. Those two big wins are probably the Thursday night football game in Week 14 against the Saints and the Panthers last weekend. Do they say that maybe they need those? Those trigger points, those pressure points in the season to get to get up. Yeah. Is, it, is it is it part of that like the same thing that Brady and Belichick talk about having that? For them, it's obviously a lot more because they've been there so many times. But like, we've been in Super Bowl. Let's just get to the real stuff. So is, yeah. is that could be a case they need that switch to really ignite, or is it more just a point of they haven't played as well as they did last year? They're on yeah, the decline. It's, it's the it's the hindsight one, isn't it? It could be that definitely that you know if internally they believe genuinely they're going to win this Super Bowl, then absolutely that could be what's going on inside Atlanta. But it hasn't looked like that. It's looked like they've just struggled more. I mean, they haven't been able to, to get their good players freeze off in this year. The defense has been good, but they lost a couple in the off season as well, so they're a little bit weaker on defense. It just looks like they're not quite as good. But it could absolutely be come up the hour, come up the man, and especially when you know I'm going to ride the Carolina train soon, and they were pretty good last week to, to beat them. So, no, very true. And you'll play for this one, Baz. Well, you reckon Gurley's going to score a touchdown? Hell yeah! Yeah, dollar yeah, sixty. Any time touchdown. Yeah, so that's pretty good, bro. And, and the Rams are at uh, five and a half, line two bucks. I think it's pretty good as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's yeah. the points in that game? Uh, forty-eight. You have to set that high. These two, yeah. these two yeah. scores. Yeah. So. so I think yeah, five and a half, and yeah, Gurley's dollar sixty to score any time. I think that's pretty good, bro, as well. Yeah, no, great value there. Next matchup is the Jaguars, which is just, this this game is strange. <laughs> so if anyone had said to you the Jaguars can play the Bills in the wild card <laughs> round of a playoff game. That's that's crazy stuff. But um, is is Leo Fournette for the Jaguars better than Blake Bortles is bad? 
I don't know. I think that's that's over, oversimplifying. If you look at Fournette's numbers, he's on a bad spiral. I think he's gone over 60 yards once in the last six games. He really has bottomed out. So, yeah, I think he has his last uh, five, read 25, 70, 57, 101, 48, and 69. Yeah. And he's, uh, but the worst part is he's at three and a half yards per tote in that span. So he's not, he's not this dominating running figure that everyone thinks he is. And that he was at the earlier part of the yeah, season. Yeah, and in a couple of those games, early in the season, he was carrying Bortles. In a couple of those games, that that also crosses over Bortles' super stretch where yeah. he looked like he was a good quarterback. But we played him two weeks ago and took him to the cleaners pretty much twice and took our foot off the accelerator and let him back in, but but still beat them. And they didn't look like anything special to me. I'm, I'm hoping they're not going to go too far. I, I don't think that that Bortles is a great quarterback. I think he's going to cough it up under pressure. I also watched the four falls of Buffalo again after the games on Monday. I'm on the Buffalo train, so hopefully... And I also I think Tyrod Taylor is you know horribly treated in Buffalo, and he's, he's a good quarterback, and, and the Peterman experiment has, you know, has gone away. And I don't think Tyrod will be there next year, but if this is his swan song, hopefully it's, it's more than one game. But oh, I reckon Buffalo, Buffalo beat them. I, I just think... I think Bortles will cough the ball up. I don't think they've got a way of scoring. If Bortles coughs the ball up with short fields for, for Taylor, then I reckon they Well, you've just stolen me thunder because I was going to go Buffalo. They're $4.50 and the uh, Buffalo defence to score with an interception. Yeah, well, that's yeah. a great He's one. He's $9. Because on the, so on the Bortles... my thunder. <laughs> yeah, on the Bortles stat there. So he has the highest... Uh, oh, the, the lowest touchdown interception ratio. So he's had 21 touchdowns for 13 intercepts. Um, and I, I don't know, but I think almost, it's almost like one third of his intercepts have been pick sixes as well. So, like, he coughs it up, he coughs it up bad. Yeah, so Buffalo, the defence and special teams is $9 to, to, score <laughs> to score at any time. So, I reckon that's that's where I was going, and Sully's bet me too. I thought I was going to be a bit out, like, bit out, out there, out bit there edgy, with this, yeah. and then you guys are going to rip into me, but then Sully's stopped. No. <laughs> no, it's a rip. I think it's a great bet. So, the only thing for the Bills is obviously they've broken a seven year drought making the playoffs this year. Uh, will they stop celebrating in time to play the playoff game? Yeah, have they, have, they, have they already yeah. made one their Super Bowl? <laughs> Are they Richmond 2014? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> going to Port Adelaide to cop an absolute caning. Now, it's either that or they're going to ride a wave. And I don't know, four falls of Buffalo, all the rest of it. Buffalo, you know, they've had so much bad luck. Hopefully, this is... this is. And part of that good luck that they could possibly have is playing the Jags in round one. So. Yeah, definitely. And there's a bit of history, you know, there's a bit of history between these two teams. Right at the end of the of the Buffalo era, where Jim Kelly was still there and Marvel even was still coach, it was actually the, the Jags that knocked them out of their last, you know, real with that group's last tilt at the, at the playoffs. So they'd love to pay them back. There's a bit of history there. And Jacksonville were two years old at that, at that time. So, you know, some upstarts knocked, knocked them out. So... Hopefully Buffalo, but it, I think people punting-wise is not one to spend a lot of money on because, you know, this, it's no, a bit of, you know. No, <laughs> <laughs> Definitely don't. But it's a good fun, fun one to whatever's left over after you make your sensible bets. You've got, you know, 15 or whatever. Whatever's your small amount, um, yeah, play around with that. And to round out the wild card weekend, probably the game of the weekend, question mark? Yeah. Upward inflection? It'll be the best oh, yeah. one, yeah. Um, depending on which Panthers team comes out. But the Saints first. Is the New Orleans running game more important than Drew Brees' performance in this playoffs? Yeah, I think so. I think, I think those two, I think Ingram and Kamara have been the, the difference. Brees has been there. We've, we've seen Brees be great and the Saints still be 7-9. and nine. And I love the, the Saints 7-9 and nine gag. So this year has been a bit of, bit of pain to see them play so well. But Brees is a great quarterback, but it's definitely Kamara and... and um, Ingram that have changed it. Kamara catches so many balls as well as being a great running back. It's changed everything. Like, yeah, you know, I think they say Breeze's yards are quite inflated a lot of the time because all he does is toss it five metres sideways and 
away goes the screen and, and they're, you know, they're pretty hard to stop those mm. running back. So I think it's definitely the running game that's changed New Orleans and made them as good as they are. And, and it also allows that because they have such a strong running game, it allows Breeze to do it. Not, it's not a dink and dunk, it is four to the line. But it allows that to be a passing play. It allows the running play to actually come through and go deep as well. So yeah. they become quite a multifaceted attacking unit. Yeah, it does open them up. Definitely opens them up. Deep, but, you know, that, that, that's Breeze. That's what he can hit. So. It is. And now you mentioned before that you're on the Killer Cam train. <laughs> is Killer Cam the one-man show the Panthers need or is he the flashy focus keeping them from being really good? Yeah, I, I, I think we'll know. We might know in 24 hours' time or 48 hours' time, but we hopefully we'll know in four weeks' time. But... Um, I love the Panthers. I think they're a really strong side, and I actually think Newton's the most talented quarterback in the comp. But it's hard to start. Is he the most side. talented quarterback, or is he the most versatile player? Yeah, I think that's a, that's a fair way of saying it. Yeah, dual threat, triple threat, whatever yeah. threat. He he can do more from that position than any other player. But he just he's you know he's an idiot. That's the problem, you know. And he shows it over and over and over. He's shown it again this year with his his female anti female comments and just you know he's just an idiot. But when he's on, there's this wave that that team gets on that they all ride him. When Smiling Cam's out in the field and it's all working, they're an amazing football team and they're so much fun to watch. But I don't know. Um, I just think all the logic in the world says New Orleans. So, therefore, Carolina are going to win. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 well, I guess when you get to that point, you're pretty much clutching. But that's how it feels is that everything logically says here that Bad Cam is showing up on this day. I'm sure Bad Cam is going to show up somewhere in the playoffs, but I reckon they get through round one somehow. Yep. And from the punters' perspective, Barrel? Well, I don't reckon this line will stay up long, but it's seven points at the moment. Yeah, in favour of? In, in favour of New Orleans. Wow. Which is at $2.10. But I reckon the Panthers, I reckon it'll be close to that. Panthers will probably cover that. Yep. And I reckon it'll get wound in, because generally you don't see lines blow out the two ten. So probably get wound in the five. So jump on now. And just New Orleans, one to 13 points. Two dollars forty six. I reckon that's pretty good. I reckon New Orleans will win, but just in a tight one. Yeah, yeah. About right. If it, hopefully not too tight though, because I don't think the sidelines for New Orleans going to be their best friend uh, after last week's little preview. So <laughs> I, I get a bit concerned. So onto the teams that have had the week off. We'll start with the Eagles. Can the Eagles win the Super Bowl no, without Wentz? No, no. They're horrible. They're so horrible. They're so. If anyone saw them play Dallas last week, they lost six nothing and. If, they, if you could score minus, they would have. They're, they're just, you know, Foles is no good. But it's not that. It's just the whole, the air's gone out of the bubble. And it was such a cool bubble with Carson Wentz at the start of the year and for a lot of the year, and now it's it's done. So, no, nah, they're, they're a sitting duck and they'll get beaten by whoever they play. Yeah. And get um, load up too. Like that, that's, that'll be one that you can really you can get against Philadelphia when they play. But they're, they're done. Right. Yeah, nah. wow. That is going to be... Either the world's greatest take or the world's worst hot take, and either way, it, it, will, it will light some fire and some kindling. So, <laughs> on to the Vikings. If defense wins championships, are the Vikings Super Bowl bound? AKA, can they still win a playoff game with Case Keenum behind center? No, surely not. <laughs> no. Surely not. <laughs> I watched, watched some of their game. It's been the, it's disgusting to watch. Almost you have to turn it off. Like it's it's like watching. Uh, Carlton play sometimes or Brisbane it's just yuck or even Collingwood just turning over the footy it's just it's just disgusting watching Minnesota play except NFL. when the other team's got the ball yeah, their defense yeah. is amazing yeah. to watch it's but so watching cool. their quarterback and uh, it's a boring game to no play you know, it's scary I love the game and I can barely tell you any Minnesota players it's just yeah. they're just hard to watch and they're sort of a low key team and for a team that is pretty much second favourite to win the whole thing it is very strange that like 
Yeah. Even in the news, like I was Googling questions, like no, no one's talking about them. There's no articles coming out about them. Yeah, no one, no one seems to remember or care. So it's just very strange. Then that might be to their favour. And especially if they are, since they are such a heavily defense first, first, first team, um, that might be to their favour. Fly under the radar and sneak on through. But they're not like a... They're not like a Saxonville. They don't have this aura about their defense. It just seems their defense is dour and does their job, which yeah. probably isn't good enough when you come against the, the best teams in the comp. So. Well, unless you're, if your offense makes points, it probably is. That, that defense with an offense could, could definitely win the Super Bowl. Mm. But without offense, it just struggles to score so often. It struggles to move the ball a lot of the time. It's, and it's why their games are so hard to watch because they don't move the ball and the other team doesn't move the ball. And they, you know, it's yeah. a, it's a, you know, they're long, slow, not, not great games to watch. But... Lots of ads. Lots of ads. <laughs> Lots, Lots of ads. ads. And if you project forward to the teams that they could face, so obviously they'll have to go uh, past either you know the Patriots, or even the Rams, teams that, or even the Chiefs, the teams that like move the ball quickly. If you're relying on your defense to halt the game, that won't work against those teams. Those teams will progress the game too quickly against you, and giving them too many possessions. Is, is going to be too hard to try and overturn them. So stay away from the Vikings. You've got to score. You've got to score. Yeah. Um, the only thing is the, the Minneapolis factor. So home, no one's ever played a home. Or is it played or won? I don't think anyone's ever won, won a home, home, Super home Super Bowl. So that's a pretty cool wave to be riding if they do happen to get close. So, And they're so underrated that it's a great underdog story. So, you know, it's probably worth getting on them to win the whole thing now. You know, maybe them versus the Patriots in the ultimate good versus evil Super Bowl. You know. In which um, case, the Patriots definitely win because when evil always wins the NFL. Yeah, yeah, well, it's an evil place, isn't it? And yeah. if Case Keenan beats Tom Brady on Super Bowl day, then the world would have to win. <laughs> <laughs> Steelers, can Pittsburgh overcome the noise to win the AFC, aka the noise they've always had to deal with all season? Go it just seems that, you know... Big Ben noise, they've had the Antonio Brown noise, they've had the Von Bell noise. Brian's yeah. always noise. Yeah, yeah. But I know. Does I'm it eventually catch up with everyone or is that just, are they just so used to it now that's like we're, we're a football team in Pittsburgh, that's what we deal with? It's all on Big Ben and the other side of the ball, I reckon. I think the other guys usually stand up and Ben either wins them it or loses them it. And then Tomlin's the other one, Mike Tomlin. I've heard a few. There's a, you know, Tomlin's not one of those coaches who's universally loved. Like, he definitely gets the players up, but is he tactically wise? Like, Bilicek pants him every time they come up against each other pretty much. So that's the two, again, it's a two-person league and, and Ben makes mistakes under pressure and Tomlin might get outsmarted. So I feel like the talent is just, you know, like Schuster, Bryant, Bell, Ben. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And that, and then you get to Antonio Brown, who's just the most amazing player to watch. You know, some of his circus catches are incredible. It, it's so much talent on one side of the ball. It has to score more than the other team. It just has to. But... But Ben makes too many mistakes. He's not he's not a clutch, to use the American term, clutch quarterback. Um, but he's not. And it's like you just see him do dumb things in the red zone and when it counts as well. Like there's been plenty of times where he's started to dink and dunk or try and throw a floater into the end zone and then either gets intercepted and now you go to the other end of the field. Or you saw it I two just, weeks ago yeah. with the, the should have spiked. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's, just, it's just madness. Absolute madness. For a bloke who gets paid that much and has been around the league that long, you're yeah. just like, how could you possibly do that Ben he's, uh, he's definitely a bloke worth googling like, rather than us speculating on him but it's, he's worth googling Ben Roethlisberger he's a interesting cat behind different, the scenes different, and, yeah. different. very very different yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pittsburgh were one of the teams at the start of the season that you and I were both on yeah. are we jumping off yet because I nearly jumped off and you convinced me <laughs> kept you on you convinced me to stay on no they get to the championship game I'm sure yeah. they get to the championship yeah. game but, but I, I said that's where they'd get and you know I've been saying all along that the Patriots win the Super Bowl I remember saying to you but luckily the week before Brady 
already, um, uh, Rogers got injured. That get on now for you know if you like the Patriots, get on now because the odds are only going to get shorter. Yeah, that was when they're having that pre uh, so early yeah. season sort of slump. And like that, they can yeah, do what they got out to about five six dollars. Yeah, you know, yeah, a lot shorter than that start of the season. So. Yeah. So maybe that's a lesson for next year. They don't take the first six weeks seriously. They can't, you know, they just can't do it anymore. And well, if they win back to back, that might be anyway. It's a yeah. long way away next year. But I think uh, I think the Steelers will get there against them. But how are they going to beat them? They're not. They're yeah. not under pressure. They're not. No one's going to beat the Jets. No one's going to beat Brady. They'll find a way. Well, there's all this speculation around about you know Brady. And well, that's right. It's the final question for the teams that are left. For the Patriots, is this the last roll of the dice for the Brady Belichick era? And that's on the back of someone from ESPN wrote an article, pretty unfounded too. Is it just like there's there's, there's fracture and there's uh, frustration and friction between Brady and Belichick and the ownership, and you know everyone's and you know, Brady's sick of being under Belichick and Brady didn't agree with getting rid of Garoppolo and then uh, Bra- Belichick's hand was forced with the Garoppolo move and he actually wasn't consulted and all this kind of makes no sense because everything that's played out this year has played out to perfection <laughs> is this just something to talk about the Patriots because we don't want to see them win another Super Bowl under this you know yeah. <laughs> Machiavellian era of, of dominance or is it you know is there something actually there is this the last chance or no What's they're too on? smart and too ruthless to not know that they need each other oh, I could see Bilicek going past Brady but he wouldn't have got rid of Garoppolo if he was going to do that so he, he knows Brady's his horse and Brady's not going anywhere there that'll all be and if those two aren't getting along they'll fix it up that, that's Kraft Robert Kraft as well the guy owns they're, they're way too smart there they're a step ahead of his comp that's, that's the and they always have well yeah that, that group always has been ever since yeah. Bilicek made it there from the Jets so on to long term predictions we'll go the AFC the NFC and our Super Bowls, and any roughies you might have for each of those. So for AFC champions, we'll start with you, Barrel, the punter's perspective. Who's going to be your AFC pick? And is anyone, anyone other than the obvious? No, it's the obvious. Yeah. So $1.80 on most places, it will be the Patriots for the AFC. Anyone going to make an upset? I think Chiefs, having beat them in round one, they beat them really well. What we were just saying before, Patriots probably weren't interested, but you never know on a day... I, you know, I think Pittsburgh get there but can't beat them. So the only one who probably can beat them is KC. So having quite all well, the matchups are a bit trickier with high seeds going through. You can't really pick who's going to play who depending on yeah. the results. So yeah. it's a bit, bit tricky to know how how that path goes through. But yeah, I think KC is your only chance to get through through the Patriots. But nah, just yeah. save the money, put it on the Patriots. Pretty much. And then for the more interesting one, the NFC. Uh, who's your champions and your roughies there? So that, this is the one that's wide open. You've got Vikings, you've got Rams, you've got... Oh, New Orleans. Atlanta, Minnesota, New Orleans. <laughs> New Orleans? New Orleans, yeah. Yep. New Orleans, sorry. Yeah. Um, sorry, still thinking about Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, yeah, New Orleans, sorry. <laughs> yeah. But that's it. Yeah, and I think we're on the same bandwagon here with, with the Rams. And the Rams at $5.50. I think most of these ones nowadays for these long-term beats, you can actually cash out as well. So if you get them now at five fifty, they'll shorten them as they progress through each of the rounds. And if they're still alive at the AFC game, then just back them all the way. Ride that, ride that crazy wave. Um, and then for the Super Bowl, can anyone beat the Patriots? Mm. Obviously, our pick for the NFC would be... So I'm going to write, I just want to, I think Carolina, there's, there's a, yep. the next week as well. Take, I think Carolina will get them through two weeks. They'll get to the championship game yep. and, then, and then get knocked out. So I think, uh, I think Carolina have got a chance to... To get a fair way, I think it's the same. It's the same path, really. It's the same. So whichever one of those two win that game, they're a chance of going a fair way. They're, they're both good sides. Yeah. So can Rams, Carolina get to the get to the championship game, and then I'm going the Rams as well. Not bad. I think that's the way to go. That's going to be a crazy pick for the for the year. And you're going. You're going to say like, oh, we got a New Orleans Pittsburgh Super Bowl. <laughs> 
Maybe you know, <laughs> one of those three. Why not? I'm, Why I'm, not? I don't want to jump off piss bags. I've been on since start of the year. Yeah, and I would have cashed. And out I don't want to win any money because I'm an idiot. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, New Orleans are the favourites, and they're the obvious ones. Yeah. And New Orleans, I've been you know on on them a bit all year yeah. as well. So. so I've got I've got my money. There you go. Yep. In the cash yep. Nah, seriously. Brian's bandwagon pick for the day nah, is seriously. Oh. New Orleans and Pittsburgh to make Super Bowl. That's the outlandish one, isn't it? Yeah. That's but, love. I love the way to end but, the, but the, end you, the on that one. Yeah. You know, New England definitely win it, don't I? Yeah. In reality, that's a that's a very boring way to end the pod. Exactly. So, so I wanted to be a bit more yeah. stupid. Pittsburgh, New Orleans, and if it happens, you can come here and drink barrel beer because we'll be shouting the whole thing.